name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus says, Those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Humility is a necessity in the Christian life. There is no saint in heaven who is not humble because they're fully dependent on God and they recognize how empty and how needy they are without God. And so they humble themselves, they lower themselves to God who actually lowers himself down to them. So this homily is going to be about humility and how humility is a call in the Christian life. But we, we first need to have a renewal of our mind and, a, and an understanding of what humility is. So when I was growing up, I thought humility was thinking that I was nothing, like garbage, like that I was like just like the worst of the worst of the worst. I used to look at and read kind of saint books and the saint would say like, I'm the worst ever. I'm like St. Paul says, I'm like the refuse. I'm the scum of the earth. And I used to think that that's humility. Humility, though, is not thinking less of yourself and it's not putting yourself down to the point where you're nothing. Humility, you know, we have, humility is the truth. And the truth is, yeah, we are sinners. Yeah, with God we can do nothing. But we have to first learn what humility is in the eyes of Jesus. Was Jesus humble? Of course. He says to, he says to all of us in Matthew 11, Learn from me, for I am gentle and humble of heart. So the way to learn humility first is through Jesus. Did Jesus, did he ever think less of himself? Did he ever like not know who he was? Did he ever deny that he was the son of God? Never. So how was Jesus humble then? Jesus lowers himself down for the sake of relationship. Humility is to bring yourself down so that you can meet a person and have a relationship with them. And that's all God. Everything God does is a humbling of himself. We're going to talk later about Pentecost. Pentecost, the Holy Spirit comes down upon the apostles. God is constantly coming down to us because God is magnificent. God is glorious. God is in the heavens and in the heights and the angels are singing to him, holy, holy, holy. And yet God is born in a little manger. God humbles himself to the point of dying on a cross naked so that we can have relationship with God. We can't go up, but God comes down to bring us up. Amen? That's humility. Humility is not about seeking the highest place, but it's about meeting each person where they are and coming down to their level. And in humility, you have to be ready to serve. The motivation for true humility is always love. Humility is having no strings attached and it's pure selflessness. Jesus says, he says to the host who invited him, when you hold a lunch or a dinner, do not invite your friends or brothers or relatives in case they may invite you back and you have repayments. Rather, when you hold a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind. Blessed will you be 
because of their inability to repay you. To be humble means to pour yourself out freely, expecting nothing in return. It's kind of funny, but you know the way we treat our weddings and stuff is we go to a wedding and we put down however much they gave us. And so if you had a wedding, you have to put, make a list of, okay, I, this person gave me this much, this person gave me this much, this person gave me this much. And then later, they're going to invite you and you're going to be like, oh, how many weddings have you been to this summer? Like 10, 15? And you're like, okay, how much did they give us? Okay, we have to give it back. We have to repay. That is not a culture of humility. That when we invite people to our wedding, it, it isn't about, okay, they have to give what we gave them. It's, let's share in the joy that is before us. Our culture, the Chaldean culture, the reason I think we're, we're counting how much everyone is giving and receiving and whatever, is because we're spending way too much on our weddings, where it needs to be like so much money to just make the cost. That's not humility. Humility is actually to, to look like lowly and say, let's just... Let's appreciate what is actually worthy of appreciation, which is love. What's the point of a wedding? It's the union of man and woman. Also, humility is about service and it's about giving. It's never expecting anything in return. And so one thing that we always have to look for is, are we looking for something in return from our service? We had a lot of... Uh, uh, counselors for camp that were serving and they're meant in humility to just give it all freely Jesus says in Matthew 6 when you give alms when you give a donation do not blow a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues amen I say to you they have received their reward when we give, are we saying, hey, look at me, look at me, look how much I gave you, or look at my service, or if I give a homily that is good, am I looking, hey guys, was it good? Did, tell me, is it good? That's not humility. What am I doing it for? What are you serving for? Is it selfless love? Is the motivation love, or is there something that you're looking for? That is, that is needing to like fulfill you. So I'm going to transition to two ways in which humility is, um, I think it's the implications. First, marriage, and second, revival in the church, okay? So Father Cantalamesa, he is uh, the papal preacher. He preaches to the Pope. How intimidating, right? That's like deep. So, Father Cantalamesa wrote this amazing book called Sober Intoxication of the Holy Spirit. I've referenced it before. The second chapter is on humility. And he says that humility, he feels, was made for marriages. That God invented humility for the sake of marriages. Because he says that there is nothing more radical, there's no more radical act of humility than marriage. You guys with me? All right, because in humility, if you're married, in humility, you have to, you're basically telling the, the husband or the wife, I am nothing without you. I need you so much that I can't live without you. I need you. From the beginning, God made man, and 
Adam was like, the man was like, I'm not fulfilled. And so God was making like animals and whatever to fulfill him. And man's like, eh, not enough. Finally, God puts him to sleep, takes a rib out of Adam. Eve is made and Adam's like, bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. Finally, the one that, I, that will fulfill me. It only takes a humble person to say that I need someone to fulfill me. But in a world of pride and in a world of self-sufficiency, there's no more humility. And this is why marriages are getting destroyed. Because the husband or the wife say, I don't need you. I'm happy without you. It takes a humble person to say, I can't live without you. I can't breathe without you. And that's love. I have a question. In marriage or in any relationship, what is the most important thing? Trust. I heard trust. Anyone else? Communication. Anyone say communication? Most people say communication. Like, you have to communicate. Because if there's no communication, there's no understanding. If there's no understanding, then there's misunderstanding. If there's misunderstanding, there's fighting. And it's like, okay. Well, before, for me, before communication, there has to be respect. Mutual respect. You don't communicate with someone in the right way unless you respect them. But before respect... There has to be humility. If you're proud, then you think to yourself, why should I listen to them? I don't, like, they have nothing that they can teach me. I know everything. Or they're stupid. I don't, why should I listen? In any relationship, but in particular in marriage, if there is not humility, which leads to respecting the other person, then there won't be communication And then there will be division. Humility allows you to respect the other person because you know in yourself that you're not always right. You have to recognize that you're not perfect, that you can learn from someone else, that the other person's opinion or or way has value, even if maybe they're wrong. But if you don't listen and respect them, and if you don't feel like, like that you're just so much better than them, then it, it won't go anywhere. St. Paul, he talks about love in 1 Corinthians 13. He says, love is patient, love is kind. You know, so beautiful. But humility makes love possible because love is a letting go of your ego. It's not about you. Love is selfless. But it only takes, it takes a humble person to be selfless, to be serving. Amen? All right, number two, revival in the church. This is, uh, man, so this past week was amazing with our kids. Kids, like, we had a blast, right? I had a lot of fun. And it's like, we had some text messages of, like, kids that were like, can summer camp go longer? And I'm like, I'm down, but, like, it's just hard, you know? Parents, God bless you, you know, you do it every day with your kids. We had 200 kids in the church, and there was revival happening in the church. We, I saw kids just falling in love with Jesus. And it was awesome. So we want to see that happen in our church. Amen? Yeah, we want to see this church full. We want to see it with all the children, all everyone. But it only, it's, it's only by a humble parish that revival will happen. And here's what I mean. 
Humility gives the power back to God. I talked about Pentecost. Jesus says to the apostles, don't go preaching the gospel until you have been clothed with power from on high. And at Pentecost, eight days later, the Holy Spirit descended upon the apostles and they were filled with the Spirit of God. And then they went out and all of Jerusalem is being converted. It is only by being humble and recognizing that you cannot do this on your own, that you need the power of God, that you need his Holy Spirit, that revival happens in this church. You don't need Father John. I'm leaving in seven days. I'm sad about it. Trust me. But you don't need me. If the church is dependent upon a priest, you're wrong. You need the Holy Spirit. Revival happens by the power of God and by a humble parish that is open and ready and empty to receive the Spirit and to go out. Our role, it's all God, amen? It's all God. But our role in reviving the church is to be humble, is to be empty, is to be open, is to be ready to receive the Spirit so that we can go and transform this parish. This is what Mary teaches us. At the Annunciation, the angel Gabriel came to Mary and she said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done. I'm open. I'm ready. I'm empty. And the Holy Spirit descended upon her and Jesus was born inside of her. And revival happened in the world. Revival does not come just from people it comes from the holy spirit working in humble people and so what we need is humility amen Amen. so what i want us to do is um, pray the litany of humility together as a family and so your response will be deliver me jesus can you say "Deliver deliver me jesus from the desire of being esteemed from the desire of being loved from the desire of being extolled, from the desire of being honored, from the desire of being praised, from the desire of being preferred to others, from the desire of being consulted, from the desire of being approved, from the fear of being humiliated, from the fear of being despised, from the fear of suffering rebukes, From the fear of being forgotten. From the fear of being ridiculed. From the fear of being wronged. From the fear of being suspected. The response is, Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be loved more than I. That others may be esteemed more than I. That in the opinion of the world, others may increase and I may decrease. That others may be chosen and I set aside. That others may be praised and I go unnoticed. That others may be preferred to me in everything. That others may become holier than I. 
granted that I may become as holy as I should.